Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Tim coming to you from the Great White North, as always, with my new Motor City Madman co-host, Mark, another poor soul trapped in the, well, the, the, the uh, wooded haulers of West Virginia. <laughs> I don't know what uh, else to call thank it. Thank you for having me on, Tim. And, thank you for having uh, me on, Tim. Appreciate it. No problem, man. We're, we're going to hit the hockey. We're going to hit it hard. Um, we're going to have a good long look here at uh, what's going on, on the during the off season. Who's uh, moved around? Who's still sitting on the pine? Who's holding out for too much money? All that good well, stuff. So. Uh, well, news just in. Uh, Jets signed Josh Morrissey to an eight-year, $50 million contract extension. So Winnipeg good. is uh, making some moves today. Good Lord. That's a fairly chunky piece of business. Yeah, I mean the cap hits six point two five. Um, I think how Morrissey... do they? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's just start with Winnipeg then. How, do, how with that move? How does Winnipeg? Uh, what are they? How are they going to sign uh, their 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 other guys? Line and Connor. They've got three million dollars yeah, left on the cap. What? Are, how how do they plan on working that out? Oh wait, no, no, no. Hold up. He, I think he has another year left. I think this extension doesn't go into a uh, yes. next year. They've, they've still got fifty. Yeah, they've still got fifteen mil under the cap. Yeah. Yeah. So he's still good. The extension goes into next year. That's right. He's yeah. Good he's for one. I think to kind of get that defense locked in. And they've well, had they trouble with Truba the last couple of years. Yeah, they didn't want to lose anybody else. They already have. They lost no. Truba and they lost. Uh, but uh, Tyler Myers earlier in the in the year, um, some people yeah, no, that, some think, people might have said that was a bonus. But <laughs> well, listen, I think the Truba loss is going to hurt them a lot. But you know, you've got Sammy. You got a lot of prospects in the pipeline. One that comes to mind is Sammy Niku. Uh, he's a good offensive defenseman. But you, you yeah, got to see how Winnipeg's uh, going to get Line A and Connor signed. That those are the t- the two big uh, dominoes that need to fall for oh. Winnipeg. Well, I can't see when you hear the numbers that like, you know, like they were saying yesterday after all well, this morning, actually, after we talked last night, that uh, the free agents, when they heard that the uh, Marner passed up 11 million, everybody's ears went up because they went, well, Christ, if he can get $11 million or they're offering him 11 million, what, I mean, Patrick Laney, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, uh, Laney and Connor are, are neither of them are Mitch Marner, but they're not far off with the potential to be either better or at least just as good. So what do you pay those? Are you going to tell those two guys, oh, no, you can't have, you know, we've only got room to give you each $7 million. That's all we've got. Well, that's probably not going to wash. Uh, and then oh, nobody... I mean, I think you do bridge, you do bridge deal with uh, you almost, with You almost have to, but, but what if they don't want to? Then what do you do? Well, then I guess uh... – Tell them to the highest bidder, I guess. Like to get, I know Montreal was uh, was trying to right. get it on Line A, but I think Line A is too crucial to their offense to to, to trade them away. Because who do you I mean, get I, back from Montreal if you're if you're Winnipeg? Well, I guess they, to get them, they'd have to offer sheet them. Well, I guess they could trade for them, but 
I'm surprised somebody hasn't offer sheeted one of those guys. Said, look, here's $10 million. Uh, well, listen, the, the reason why it, the only offer sheet that went through was Montreal's to Ajo, but I think Ajo, you're paying $8 million, You're going to give away, what, your first, your second, your third for one year? Okay. If you're paying these guys $10 million and up, you're you're losing four first-round picks, bud. I mean, oh, I, I lose I, I four first-round yeah, picks. I, I hear that's, you, but... That's, but I'm surprised that the players don't push for it more because it, it, you know, either way they win, right? I mean, I either get yeah, my ten do, million from I mean, yeah, I know I get my ten million from you, or I get it from them. So you, know, you got to make the if, offer. Yeah, if if it's but if it's a team you want to go to, like if I'm Patrick, well, like I don't know, I don't know how that works. Like they probably aren't allowed to talk to anybody, right? If you're an RFA. No, the uh, no. If you're RFA, you can you can still talk. Okay, so so the offer um, sheet has to has to come out of out of thin air from another team for you to. Yeah, you have to be talking with another team, and right. I either the player isn't talking, and he really wants to get a deal done with Winnipeg, or GMs are just afraid of the compensation because you've seen it. Like the offer sheet hasn't been used, or a successful offer sheet hasn't gone through since Dustin Penner signed with the Oilers yeah. in seven. <laughs> Yeah, look look how that I mean that that, that tells you something. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, exactly. Yeah, works out well for Anaheim, but well. I mean, still. Um, no, I mean. Yeah, because still, like, like the, the, uh, it, something's got to give. Like they, I, they had a special report on uh, TSN up here, the, our our version of ESPN, or one of our versions we get. To. Yeah, but anyway, but anyway, um, you know, and they were they were saying, you know, okay, Mitch Marner is a, is a is a Canadian, he's from Toronto. That contract, that it would have been, uh, it was eleven million for seven years or eleven million for eight years. Uh, that translates into one hundred and sixteen million Canadian. Wow. He did, he he wouldn't take that offer. They offered him a three-year deal at ten million. He wouldn't take that offer. And then they have it not confirmed, but more than likely that they give him some other kind of offer, and he wouldn't take that one either. So now they're to, okay, well, what is it that you want? If none of those offers work for you, at what point does do the Toronto Maple Leafs go, you know what, here's the offer. It's you know, whatever it is. It's five years at 10 million. It's three at nine. It's eight at 15, whatever, whatever they are comfortable with. You can either take it or we're going to trade you because we can't do this again. It screwed our team up last year with Nylander, something fierce. The fan base still doesn't like oh, yes. him. Now we got a second guy who who's going to go down that road. I, I, I guess yesterday the mood in Toronto was basically hang this guy from a rope because they're just sick of hearing, especially when they heard the 116 million Canadian. Everybody went, good Christ. He's only, what, I think 23. He's going to get to sign another yeah. contract after this one probably. How how much and then of course there's the added bonus that uh, as a Toronto Maple Leaf you can make more money in the city of Toronto in endorsements than some guys are getting paid. What, yeah, of course, what is, I mean, yeah. What is it that this guy really wants? <laughs> I mean, the only thing I can think think of is give him the C. But I mean, do well, you see there, Mitch Marner as the Leafs captain? No, I mean, no, I don't. And the rumor. The rumor is is that he ha- that they are PO'd because he did not get his uh, rookie bonus money, 
and he wants more money than Austin Matthews. But that that is the whole, or at least maybe not him, but his agent and his father want more money than Austin Matthews. Oh, I mean, listen, he's getting 11 mil just like Tavares is getting to what he's going to what lose two, $250,000 on a cap hit from Austin Matthews. I mean, Austin Matthews put up 40. Well, he's also, I don't believe he has. He's, he, yeah, uh, no, I think he was – if he didn't, he was close. But he's a, he, a, he's a centerman, which is which whether they like it or not is a different ball game. And B, he, I agree. he is he is despite Mitch Marner putting up ninety some points last year or whatever it was, uh, Austin Matthews is a uh, Mitch Marner is not a game breaking kind of player. He's a great player, don't get me wrong, but he doesn't. No. You know, yeah, Mitch, Austin Matthews is about forty in his first year. Yeah, and he he is he, definitely he, like when he's out on the ice. You, not only do you know he's there. He can also score three goals in, in – he's, he's kind of like how Laney is when he's hot. He can score three goals yeah. in, in two minutes. And you go, okay, I, I didn't even know he was playing the night because they haven't even mentioned his name. And suddenly he's, you know, he's in the, in the column for three goals. And that's the difference between the two of those guys. I mean, everybody – I'm sure they wouldn't have any trouble trading him. Except that I don't know how no, many teams I mean, can afford $12 million against the cap if that's what he wants to find. If you're Lou Lamarillo, I think you take a shot. I mean, you know the player well. You you were his GM for three seasons in Toronto. Uh, you need offense on your team. I mean, if, well, I'm, if I'm Lou, I'm giving Kyle Dubas a call if they get what, to that what, point. What do the Islanders have that Toronto wants? Oh, I mean, you've got Walsh. Because it's going to cost. Up. You... Oh, of course. I mean, Hosang is a guy who I think has been – by his own fault, of course, he's been not utilized as properly. But, I mean, if he's given an option in Toronto to, to be utilized, I think he'll do really well with Tavares. Uh, you've got Wallstrom. You've got a few of their defensive prospects and uh, Bodie Wild. And uh, who's the other guy that they took in the, uh, the draft two seasons ago? They took Bodie Wild as well. Uh, it's escaping me. They got uh, yeah, they, Noah, Noah Dobson. There's one, there's one Noah Dobson. So one, yeah, Noah Dobson and Bodie Wild, I believe, were their back-to-back picks. And I think you, if you're Toronto, you're asking for one of those two prospects, Wallstrom for sure, because you need a winger, and uh, and Josh Hosang. I think. Hosang, if you put him in Toronto, uh, he's going to be under Babcock, who's a no-nonsense coach. Uh, he's got the leadership with Tavares. He knows Tavares. So I think he would fit in well in Toronto, and he'd be free to play his game. And he'd be better utilized. He's got better offensive players. And then Marner is, quote-unquote, the guy in, uh, in Long Island. See, I'd try to so, – this, this might be a bit of a reach. But if I'm Toronto, I try to pluck out at least one of those two defensemen, and then maybe I I take a run at uh, Anthony Beauvillier. See if I can get him out of. See if I can get if if they're sure. Well, he uh, Marna replaces him, right, and then some. So maybe they don't mind of losing course. him. They they maybe they don't mind losing him. Plus he's he just signed for two more years, and he's an RFA, so you maybe don't have to deal with. 
too much BS in the next coming years with him. Whereas a lot of these, a lot of guys you might be able to get, you're, you might be looking at the same thing. You know, they play out there last year in Toronto and do well playing with Tavares or Matthews or whoever. And then, you know, they have a career year and then you're, you're staring the same, you know, maybe not quite to that degree, but you're, you're still looking at some ridiculous cap hit that a guy maybe, you know, hasn't really, in my estimation, one, one good season does not earn you a, an eight year contract at some ridiculous sum. You're you're just yeah. you're you're dreaming. I mean, uh, in the yeah, Marner no. case, in the Marner case, the twelve million would make him the best played, uh, best paid winger in the league, and he's not the best winger yeah. in the league. So no, I mean, no. There's a lot of guys that go above him. I mean, until he leads, he's got to at least have a Hart Trophy or a Richard to demand that much money, in my opinion. Uh, he should get paid, yes, but he shouldn't be paid eleven million, twelve million. I well, think if you're Marner, go ahead. I think if you're if you're Toronto and you're Marner, I think you really want to get this bridge deal done. I say three years, two years. Um, you do eighteen million dollar deal on a three year deal. Uh, the last year is going to be a lot more money. You break it down where you're paying him. Three mil in the first two years, so three mil year one, three mil year two, and then the last year you paid him twelve million on that contract. You still get a lower cap hit. It's a six million dollar cap hit, and Toronto's happy because they're under the cap still. But still, when you qualify him, you're going to have to pay him twelve million. Well, and the and the Leafs can pay whatever the whatever the contract will allow. They can pay it all up front. Oh, they yeah. can lump some, They can afford to lump some on whatever amount they legally can get away with. However, the formula is for that, because the the Maple Leafs have got nothing but money. Like they're the well, richest well, team in the league. They're probably the richest. They're probably the cash richest team in the league. Oh yeah, I mean Toronto. Toronto can afford to overpay AHLers oh, just to play in the play on the Marlies. If, if there was no salary cap. The Toronto Maple Leafs would have a two hundred and fifty million dollar payroll because they could afford it. <laughs> I, I, be- I believe they could that. afford I it. They, they it. could pay like you know the minute somebody came free, you know like uh, I mean I uh, you know even like okay Connor McDavid is back before he signed. Oh, he wants uh, what? How much? Twenty million a year? No problem. We pay <laughs> that. Oh, I know because we got it. They used to if... they used to do it, <laughs> except they never paid anybody uh, that was any you... good. Could you imagine if McDavid had gone to Toronto? Oh, my God. Oh, oh my Lord. God. I mean, Especially if everything – Toronto if you can just If you can just switch McDavid and Matthews, because then the chances of them winning the lottery to get Matthews probably don't happen. But if you put McDavid on that team instead of Matthews and then leave everything else the same, good Lord. <laughs> oh, you imagine, my God. Can you imagine Connor McDavid playing on a line with John Tavares? What, that would what just kind be of, ridiculous. I don't know. That's, that you, I mean, that's at least 40. I don't know. I mean, that's it, 40 there, there. The, the league has enough trouble stopping McDavid and Dreisaitl. And Dreisaitl, in all honesty, while a really smart player, he's not the fastest guy in the world. Certainly he's not as fast as John Tavares or Mitch Marner. I can't even imagine no. how you would defend against those. There would be penalties coming Toronto would have to get a good power play because they'd be on it half the game. Nobody well, could. How, how, do you stop, 
how do you stop them too? I just I just don't know how you would do it. I mean, look, look what uh, it kind of would remind me of what Detroit had in '09 when we when we had Hosa. I mean, that power play was ridiculous. You had Lipstrom, Rafalski on the point. You had Franzen, Hosa, Datsuk, and Zetterberg. I mean, you could switch uh, out Franzen and put in Zetterberg, and you have Hosa on there. You're, yeah, you're I mean, there was a scoring guy. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 mean, I guess you know that's that's the only beauty, I guess, of the of the salary. I, I'm sort of not a fan of the salary cap, but in another way, I am because it does keep uh, oh, a yeah. modicum of a modicum of parity exists because of it. You know, there is nothing stopping. Oh. I mean, there's not a team in the league, even the ones who claim that they don't have any money. There's none of them that can't spend to the cap ceiling if they're so inclined. They just don't. Because they got cheap owners, it's not. It's not because they can't afford. Well, it. I mean, well, I mean, well, in a market like Arizona, you don't have the fan support, so to speak. I mean, you do, no, but it's not but, a hockey mad market, and they don't win. But he's Th- got that's the a money. team that has he not has won. The money. That team has the money now. Though. He does. They could spend it if they, they want do. to. Well, and there is some. There is something the to be said for if you if you want to make money, put a winner on the ice. Absolutely. I think what Arizona is trying to do is they're trying to do what every other team's done, the rebuild to the draft, have their homegrown players. Because, I mean, let's face it, if you're Connor, with the exception of Austin Matthews, if you're a superstar player and Arizona comes and offers you a big money deal, you're not going to Arizona. You don't want to play in Arizona. You'd rather go play in New York or Florida or or Anaheim or even San Jose or Detroit or Toronto in these well, places not- because you've got – Notoriety, you've got yeah. There's got not the too many. There's not too many guys who are willing to. Um, uh, what's the word? Um, I mean, you, you're 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 a professional athlete for a reason, right? Oh yeah. You know, you, you may love the sport and all that, and I, I might give you that. But you're also, I mean, especially the young guys now, they know that it's a. And it's a path to some big money, hopefully, and probably if you if you're any good, some type of career afterwards. It does kind of ease the path into life after the NHL if you're, you know, Steve Eiserman or Wayne Gretzky or you know somebody of that ilk. You probably are going to get a, can get a job in hockey if nothing else. Um, and they yeah. know it. And there's a, there's a brand. There's endorsements. There's all kinds of stuff that never existed 20 years ago. And they know it. So they don't want to go play in the desert where they're never on television, you know, aren't on Sportsnet or ESPN or, you know, they barely make the, um, they barely make the, uh, the highlight reel because nobody cares unless the team is really good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, they got to do, uh, I'm gonna go. We got a we got a caller. The, the only thing I'll warn you here: this might be somebody who thinks it's, we're doing basketball. So, I'll uh, no I'll, I'll flip I'll flip him over and see what's what here. Go ahead. You are on the air. Well, the what what I first thought about when I just listened to you for ten seconds with it it was ho- hockey, but now I know it's basketball and. Uh, I do well, have no, questions it's, for you. It, it's not basketball today, though. It's hockey today. Oh, so I was right the first time. Why'd you hang you up were, on me? 
because uh, I wasn't sure, and the, and the switchboard only holds you for so long if I don't, uh, and I don't always see them because I'm busy yapping because I can't multitask. Hockey, here's what I don't get about hockey when I'm watching it, right? This is the only sport that lets people fight, and they, I don't get it, and uh, they let them fight, and I always used to watch that and go, why do they do that? I guess they're desperate or something for people to watch that silly sport, and, and they just <laughs> let people punch on each other, and then they, they try to get her in there and, and break it up. You know, I mean, I'll watch boxing or something, but I don't, I don't get, I'm, I'm serious about this. I don't get why a serious sport lets people fight. And, and you watch the referees and they just kind of go in a circle well, on their little skates there and they just, they just circle around. And I don't know what, what kind of clock is going off in their head where they go, okay, eventually we got to break this up. I don't, I don't have any idea, but I, it's hard for me to take a sport seriously that lets a fight happen, especially when you see it coming. And it just, you explain it to me. Maybe I'll, maybe well, I'll be enlightened. I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you two reasons, and then if Mark's got an answer, I'll let him answer. The, the first reason is, is hockey is, or at least traditionally, was the only sport where you were kind of encouraged to uh, physically wipe out the other guy. Unlike even unlike football, where <laughs> really where right, well, where, well, not that way. Well, it, it, it but there's a goal to the to the hit in, in, in you know, you're, you're, you're tackling. Well, but that's but that is the entire goal of boxing. Hockey is is probably the only sport where you can get hit a ridiculous amount of times, and the guy's holding a, a piece of lumber that he can also hit you with while while he's hitting you. And I'm not, and you're probably, you're, and you're, but you're probably right. There, the time is going to come when hockey will be, it, it's almost gone now. Fighting is, is barely happens in hockey anymore. Once in a while, I think fights were down, I believe it was like 50 or 60% last year because the, there's just no room in the game for it because as the money has gone up, the, the, the teams don't have room to carry a guy that that's, they used to carry a goon and that's all the guy did. He'd see the ice for three minutes and get in the, get in the fight, and be gone. Right, and, and then spend the off season going. Why aren't we more successful as a sport? I and I agree whole I agree wholeheartedly. It's it it was part of the original hockey culture, and as the society has moved forward in those areas, that sport is slowly being drugged forward too. Because this is not if they want people to watch. There is a major a lot of people who don't want it's to see it. 2019. I I don't Why I don't is this disagree. happening slowly? because uh, it's a professional Good sport. It's, because it's a professional sport, and they that's how they. I mean, the teams are all owned by 60 and 70 year old billionaires who don't care. Yeah, that's a problem. You know, it's 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 it's, it's no different than the NFL. You know, how come? Uh, there, there's it's rule changes that should happen in, in the NFL. Oh no, but there's it's rule massively changes different. The sport might be different, but the NFL is always slow to move on things. If you know somebody has what they are not, oh, they okay. react every, they overreact every year to rule changes. What are you talking about? You still got Canadians punching, punching each other in the face, right? And thinking that's part of the sport. No, the NFL is way different. In fact, it's uh, probably well, too much different. 
I disagree wholeheartedly. It's a bad analogy, man. No, not for me. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, mind you, I'm also. You know why I hate hockey? So I'm, you can't I'm see the puck. For hockey. You uh, can't see you're the TV. You're not one of these guys hey, who needs to watch hockey on Fox and needs the red dot so that you can find the hockey puck. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I am. It whips across the screen and I don't know what's going on. Oh, God. Yeah. The glow puck. The glow puck with the, with the speed arrow behind it for velocity. Oh, yeah. Good. And, and there's Good. something wrong with that? Well, that's Does that horrific, make you a better man. sports fan? Uh, no. I mean, yes. <laughs> when, it comes to hockey, <laughs> when it comes to hockey, yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Maybe it doesn't make where, you a better hockey you, fan. What, what, yeah, oh, yeah, it doesn't make me a better person. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm way down that list. But uh, what, what state are you phoning from, if you don't mind me asking? Well, I'm actually phoning from Mississippi, but I've lived all over the country. Originally, I'm from Ohio, and uh, didn't like hockey then either. When I was closer, I couldn't stand it. Dumbest sport <laughs> I ever seen. It's, yeah, I well, watched you know soccer what? before I watched hockey, and I, I hate I will, soccer. I will throw this out there: America. A lot of Americans feel about hockey like most Canadians feel about Major League Baseball. Dumbest <laughs> fucking sport ever invented. Yeah, I, I can't watch that either. Yeah, <laughs> bore, yeah absolutely. I, 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 I can't boring. disagree. Oh well, well then we we can be friends then because baseball to me is the most boring sport I've ever seen. It is. It's horrible to watch. I I've never watched an entire baseball game ever in my life in person <laughs> or in television. It, and you know, oh. can't do it. I mean, it's a big picnic event, is what it is. You got to have food and drink like nine beers. And then you got to try to go home. You know, it's horrible. I agree. I, I don't like baseball until they're in the playoffs and the World Series. And if only my team is involved. Other than that, I won't watch it for an inning. You know, I just okay, well, won't. Uh, but American football is different. That's controlled violence. That's not silly, you know, guys throwing these big old gloves off on the ice. And okay, yeah, you're making haymakers. Yeah, and right. grabbing a <laughs> Hold up for a minute. Hold up. All right. In a way, it's controlled. You're not going to see a fight unless there's a reason for it, and it's usually precipitated <laughs> by a dirty hit or a big hit. Oh, that makes it better. That, and that's the way that they police. That's the way they police themselves. I mean, so that never happens in, in American football. Somebody doesn't get well, a cheap shot. Not the way it does in hockey. It happens yeah, all the time. It. I'll tell you that. They don't call it though. They don't police themselves. And they also don't get up and just start swinging with haymakers. They don't do that. No. You know what they try to do? No, is get them back in the context of the sport. They they no, also there's might, a code. There, there's a code. There's a code. They also might not need you to. Tell if, guy if you, want you to go. knew, if you knew you went helmet to helmet with a player in the NFL, if you knew that the biggest guy on the other yeah. team was going to come and grab you, flip your helmet off, and start punching you in the that, face. That's how little you know about football. Helmet to helmet never starts anything. If you punch somebody in the it, right in the crotch, that's going to get that. Okay, no, well then no. we'll use that. Absolutely we'll use that not. Oh man. Well, you can't have it both ways. I mean, it's either we. You don't know what you're talking about it as far as American football. Like I don't know what I'm talking about hockey. You don't no helmet to helmet never starts a fight. Ever, ever. But if you punch somebody in the crotch or you pull their leg or, or you go right at their knees, that might 
somebody might swing at you, and you're going to get it. You know what's going to happen? It's not going to be a elongated fight where the referees walk around in a circle and then finally throw somebody out. It has nothing to do with the sport. They throw them out immediately. Well, is this, is this the point where I anger you and tell you it's because hockey players are tougher than football players? <laughs> that doesn't anger me one bit. That doesn't anger me one bit because they're not. Oh, boy. They're, they're uh, not. That's silly. Well, I, because I will they say fight, that, that means they're tougher. No, but ho- hockey is, true at all. Football is a football is a rough game. I won't ever say it's not. But hockey is also football is the most violent game on earth. How about that? Mm. You get a you get a guy who's two hundred and fifty pounds running at you full speed, right with with a with a helmet on and a big old shoulder pads and just. There's a lot of rugby players kill you. somewhere that yeah. are willing to disagree with you on that. I've seen some hockey stuff that's pretty bad. You do have that tree. That tree is a weapon there. You got yeah, yeah. That, that's, a, that's a bitch, that thing, when you get hit with it. Trust me. <laughs> I know all about yeah, it. I, I, I never have, so you yeah, may be right. You evil. may be right there. Well, I, I make it like if a football player was holding a baseball bat. You know, how, how dangerous <laughs> would, he, would he be then? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably, be you're probably not really thinking about tackling anyone if they're holding a yeah, but Louis somebody would get killed. So how come exactly. hockey players don't get killed? Well, actually, they're doing stuff like that. They're well, they're getting killed slowly. CTE is a real problem. <laughs> well, no, seriously, yeah, it's, CTE is a uh, real problem in is. hockey that that hockey has decided well, to and immediately too. ignore. I mean, and football, yeah. too. Yeah. It certainly well, is in football. And all contact that's, a, that's a nice transition. I played football for a long time. I've had nine concussions. And I can tell you it's a problem in life. And it just is. It's a violent sport. And so is hockey, You know, I'm not going to say it's not. Yeah, the guys get bigger. They get stronger. They're, they're, I mean, yeah. if you look even Faster. even football. Well, yeah, you look at a football player from. Uh, what do you mean even you know, football? Let me finish the point. Like, if you look at a football player from the 70s compared to one now, yeah, it's, it's yeah. yeah, I mean, they're beasts. I mean, yeah. they were beasts in the 70s, yeah. but they're past that now. It's like they're robots down near yeah. those guys. You yeah. see them in the yeah. locker room, and they, the guy pulls his equipment off, and it's, it's just like, what's his body fat? Like 2%? I mean, the guys are just <laughs> right, the and the he's guys 300 are just, pounds, right? Yeah, and the guys are just chiseled. They're, they're, it, I mean, they are. Highly toned, and that's all they, right. you know, that's but all they. You can do. say that about every sport, not just football. Right, but you can that, say that, that about every all, sport. I I agree, but that's where some of the injury stuff is coming from because, that, like hockey too. I mean, God, uh, even in the eighties, guys all smoked. They all drank like fish after the games. Nobody worked out in the summer. None of that stuff happened. Now there's barely an off season. Barely an off there's there's barely an off season in professional sports anymore. Let me ask you this: How many hockey players have committed suicide? Because I wouldn't know, and uh, I'll be I'm, um, I'm interested in your answer. Uh, 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 the one I think is Wade Belak. Quite a few in the last. Wade Belak well, and guess, Riff Rippin. Yeah, I guess define suicide. A lot of guys are dying from drug and alcohol overdoses. <laughs> that, that would be killing yourself. Which, yeah, which is to me is the same thing. Like, it's not going down as a suicide. Guys are going, well, he, he accidentally OD'd. Well, no, he didn't. He's been drinking for, right. you yeah. know, he's been an alcoholic for 10 years. 10 and, years. He's pop, and he's popping off. <laughs> right. and he's like they're, like they're Pez. I mean, yeah, the guy's, right. 
He killed. He, you know, he kind of conveniently killed himself. It's probably so, twenty in the last maybe three or four years. Oh my God, that's a lot. So the C, that CTE thing you're talking about is real, man. Um, oh it, yeah, it's a real it, thing. It no but in, in football, American football, they've been doing it since the '60s, brother. You know, and I think it's probably the same in in, in hockey up there oh, in uh, Canucklands. They didn't start making them wear helmets until the mid '80s. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Bad. <laughs> They're all missing teeth and stuff. <laughs> and, and the player and the players bitched about it and fought like wild to keep it out. Yeah. They even doctored. They even doctored. I, I don't get that, that logic. No, but they they actually doc grandfathered it in that if you started playing without a helmet, you didn't have to uh-huh. wear one. There was because oh, I. Was like, I, I I see hockey highlights and I go, why does half of the teams have a helmet on and the other half just lying around with their hair as protection? Well, I I I never got it. That's interesting. I I didn't know they grandfathered. If I'm not wrong, I think, Mark, I think Craig McTavish was the last guy to wear a helmet and he was the only one in the league. He was the only guy in the league who didn't wear one because he was the last one. And he didn't have to. They couldn't make him suicide. Actually, he's still alive, but after coaching the and being the general manager of the Edmonton Oilers, he probably does want to commit suicide, but that's a whole other story. Craig McTavish made some very questionable moves as a, as a GM yeah, for the Oilers. He's so, guy, but. so listen, I mean, you guys are obviously hockey fans. So what, what I'm kind of interested in it is uh, the difference between a hockey fan and an American football fan and, and what you see is interesting and not interesting. You know, and I told you what mine is. I can't see the puck. You know, I don't know what these guys are doing and stuff. They're just flying, skating around and stuff. It looks weird. And they, and they fight. And, they, and the referees let them fight. That, those, are, those are my two big things. So what do you think about American football? I love it. I mean, I'm an, I'm an American football fan myself. I'm, I'm from Michigan. I'm a Detroit Lions fan. So, like, Uh-oh. I, uh, That's horrible. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm Ohio. I'm Ohio long State su- fan, but oh, we'll get it. We'll get past that. <laughs> it's okay. Long suffering Lions fan, man. I, I'm I'm realistic about my team, but uh, no, I mean, I think the my only gripe with American football is just the slowness of it. I don't like to go watch it. Watch a game live. I'd the, rather watch it on TV. What? It's just yeah. The, well, you're right. Yeah, watching it live is not that great, but on television, it's the best sport in the world, and it's not slow. Yeah, it, is. Um, it, it isn't. It's it's incredibly fast. I don't know. It, it, you know how you you know how you, you can judge if you if you get if one time in your life you get really good seats right and you get close to the field, and you you'll see how. Fast that they, these dudes are incredibly fast. It no, is I, not slow. I agree it, with you. Start, I'm just saying stop, like start and stop, start and stop. I get that. Yeah, that's that's what I'm getting at. It's just like oh, okay. it, it's a great sport to watch. Like these, I mean, I played football myself, so like I, I can tell you, like I know um, these guys are phenomenal athletes. But it's just like the stop and go of it is, that gets kind of annoying. That's kind of why I'm drawn to hockey. But here's the yeah, but they have to do it that way because it's so exhausting. I mean, there's no other way you can play that sport. Well, I know. But you can skate around on ice skate, you know, and just swish back and forth for hours, you know. You just swish around and stuff. But you can't do that in football because it's all out every play, and then you got to stop for a minute. 
and then all right. out every play. But these hockey guys just go swishing around, and they there jump up and do triple axles and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude! Now, now you're just now you're just poking the bear. No. Now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what I love about American football. In all seriousness, I like football, and, and I love American football. I prefer it over Canadian football. But what I really love about it is the production and the uh, the television of American football is second to none. It could be the two worst teams in the league. You know, uh, it's the it's the the one and fourteen Cleveland Browns against the two and twelve Jaguars, hey, and and, and that game, and that game is well tradition. Maybe not this year, maybe, but in years past. And that game on if you see if you turn on the TV, you'd swear to God that was the most important football game ever to be played in the history of football because it's hyped up right. to the to the nth degree. And I and that's what well, I well, you know about. why. It's the obsessionness of the fans, right? So the production matches that, that sort of uh, loyalty, and, and that's why. But here, here's the re- – you're, you're close, but here's what I think anyway. I might be wrong. American football, right, the NFL um, in college, is the most violent sport in the world within the context of the sport. It's not like those Canucks up there who are hitting people with wood and, and just slinging, you know, hey, man. That, that's silly. That's silly. You're walking a tightrope. And they're slamming into each other, or they're jumping up and, and doing this fantastic athletic stuff. That's why. It's the violence of it is what attracts everybody. And they're trying to pull some of that out, but it's, it's still what keeps people watching. Well. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to end you on this note because I got another call, but I'm just gonna say that the reason men on skates learn how to do all those fancy jumps, think about uh, who they're doing those fancy jumps with and where their hands are. And with that, I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to cut you loose because I got another call. But thanks for calling, man. It was all great. Right, man. Uh, we'll be back next. We'll be back next Thursday, same time. If you want to call in again, it was great. All right. <laughs> have a good one, man. All right. I'm all right, uh, I got another call here, so we might as well go to it. I'm not sure where this one's from either, but we'll find out. Uh, go ahead, man. You're on the air. Hey, Mike in Pittsburgh, how's it going? Not so bad, Mike. Not How about bad. you? Pittsburgh guy. All right. Okay, so who was the ge- good? So who was the gentleman that said they rather watch um, American football on TV than be at the game? You want to take that, Mark? I did. Yeah, <laughs> okay. you're truly. I'm a hockey guy. Okay. I have to chime in here. Um, I usually don't call in the shows, but I was listening, and I, it just kind of caught a nerve. I agree with you. However, I live in Pittsburgh, and there is nothing like going to an NFL game that matters. Um, once a year I go. The last few years uh, I go. Last year, last year I went to uh, New England at Pittsburgh. The year before I went to uh, New England at Pittsburgh, and the year before that I went to the Cowboys at Pittsburgh. Now here's the, here's the here's the key where I agree with you. If you pay seventy five a hundred dollars for a seat, real up high. Um, i rather watch it on TV. However, what I do once a year to treat myself, this is kind of present to myself, 
is I'll pay three or four hundred dollars to get a prime time seat. We're talking about on the forty to fifty yard line, about twelve rows up. There is nothing that can compare on TV to being the game. The intensity of the game being there for a high-profile game that matters. I'm talking playoff game, something like New England, Pittsburgh, a, a game that really means something late in the season. Well, you guys in um, Pittsburgh have been very blessed with a very good football team. Us in Detroit, not so much. Well, hey, even, uh, even Detroit. Life, didn't, didn't Detroit play New England last year, early in the season? New England was at Detroit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we won that game, but we ended up finishing six and ten. We've never well, hosted hey, a playoff okay. game in in Fort Field. Yeah, but if you're, if you're there, playoff game in Fort Field. If you're there I mean, at I'm, the game with with Belichick coming to play Patricia, his old defensive coordinator, and you're paying for a, a good seat, wouldn't you say it's better to be there at that game for the intensity of the game than watch it on television? Quite honestly, I've I've been to Thanksgiving Day games. I mean, that's a Lions tradition. I've been to a few of them, and you know, they're great. They're great games to go to, and I've sat on. I've had some really good seats over on those games, but I mean, it just goes back to same old Lions every time. You know, the, the Lions both those times found a way to screw up the game and lost, and it just kills the kills the excitement for you as a fan. Because you're like, oh, I'm going there to see my team win. But, you know, again, it's a great experience. I do agree with you. But preferably, I'd rather watch it at home because I can – the sight lines are better for me, first and foremost. Uh, I can really have, have fun with all my friends. They can all come over and we watch the game together. So, you know, that, that to me, that's that's probably why I prefer it more than anything, just the camaraderie of having – all my let, with me. let me ask you this, Mike. Would you say that I, – I agree with you. Uh, I mean, I've never been to an NFL game because I live in Canada. But uh, I'll, I'll try to equate it to hockey as much as I can. There is a mm-hmm. certain thing to be, to be said for uh, the atmosphere, the uh, – uh, if you want to say camaraderie among fans when they're cheering for the same team when you're in a building. There, there's something to be said for that. But would you also say that if you're at a game live, uh, you maybe don't get the same visual experience? It's a good one, don't get me wrong, but it's different than if you're watching it on TV. Depending where you're sitting. Um, well, I, I'm talking I've more found... about like replays and stats and things of that nature. I know they have more of that now because every every building's got a got a giant screen and all that going on, but uh, well, let, me, let me give you let me give you a perspective when when I go to a game what my situation is. So I I go by myself. I'm married, but um, my wife's not really into it. So if I'm going to pay three four hundred dollars for a ticket, I'm going by myself. I want you know I'm not going to pay for someone that's really not yeah, into yeah, it no. if I'm paying that much. Well, I agree. Okay, so I'm there with my with. with with my phones, I can watch all the stats. You know, I, I like to bet on the games, so I can watch other games. Um, but I and, – and I'm not there with other people or anything. I am – and this is just me – 100% focused on the games. I like watching the sidelines. Um, just 
it's it's hard to say how much more you can pick up just being there if you're a hundred percent focused on on what's going on there. Now, I understand people that aren't a hundred percent into you know American football. And when I mean a hundred percent, I don't mean you know you know having people over to your house watching the game. That to me is a distraction. If I'm at home watching a game, it's and, and I'm a Cowboys. Fan, are you? I'm up in. Are a, you? Li- I'm up in a. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I I, I'm up that. in a room by myself, and no one is bothering me for the three hours or whatever when my team is playing. Okay, I was gonna say, um, are you like, are you like me, where it's okay? The game is on now. Everybody, shut up. Don't ask me any questions. If you're going to sit in this room, you better not move. You better not make any noise. And if you do, you're banished because I'm watching well, the game. Well, it's not even that. It, it's, I don't even, I don't even let game. that happen. Right. Oh, I mean, okay. I'll, well, then you're, to, then you're even more hard. To me, if I'm in my own room. I can't get my, my wife out of the, where the big screen myself. is. She won't, she won't go for it. She's always <laughs> got to sit in there. You know, uh, <laughs> but, but, I, but I hear you. I don't, I don't want, like, uh, banter. When the game is on, I'm watching the game. I don't want to hear about, hey, by the way, did you see that thing down at Walmart? Shut up. <laughs> I'm trying to watch the game and I can't hear and all that's like, if I'm going to bother to invest three hours in something, I want to enjoy it. And I'm, I'm I guess I'm, see, I'm probably, I'm, I'm going to guess you're a pretty hardcore fan. I'm hardcore and I'm old school. I, I don't even like all the fantasy football talk. And everything involved. I just, you know. So you don't uh, you I, don't I, post I, the pictures of your trip to the game on Instagram. I, I might take a picture or two before the game, and that, not for me, because believe me, I'll, <laughs> more more for for the wife, and then you know. Oh, you don't you don't you don't post a picture of the hot dog and beer you had to show the world what you were up to that afternoon. No, but hey, let me tell you something. I like to walk into the stadium with a nice buzz, if you know what I mean. Believe me, that that makes well, that, that I, makes. I, I can't argue that. I I I can get on board with that. But uh, but you you're know, right. Just, I mean, uh, there, there is there is something to be said. I mean, anybody who has never seen a game should go see one live because it is different. It's a lot different. And listen, I'm not, I'm I'm not a hockey fan at all. But I've gone to one game in my life, and being at the game, you know, makes it – it changes the experience 100% compared right. to watching it on the TV. I think the last caller said about watching the puck go around. And yeah, uh, I know you guys see are, the puck. Yeah, we mocked them a tiny yeah, bit. But. And I know you guys are in Canada and stuff. But here in Pittsburgh, there's no NBA team. So um, the Penguins are almost – um, at the level of the Steelers, not quite there, but they're but they're pretty damn close. Um, yeah, you're you know, well, I can say going. You're welcome for Sid, Sidney Crosby, by the way. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not a, I'm not even a Penguins fan, so I'm you know I. To me, it doesn't you know I'm, I kind of oh, get old. Okay. I rather I'm an NBA I'm an NBA guy, yeah, and a football okay. guy. Well, well you know, so, like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna, wait for a minute. Uh, uh, Piston just signed Joe Johnson. Oh, good lord! So that, that's an interesting, oh, interesting pickup. 
Why? Joe yeah. Johnson, the ex-Atlanta Hawks. Joe Johnson was, yep. real, was was would have been a good pickup about, I don't know, seven years ago maybe? Wasn't he playing well, in the three-on-three league? Uh, yeah. First. Yes, he, he was. That's how he got noticed. <laughs> he that's was. How he got no, that's how he got noticed again was that he, he put up a big oh, show on the three-on-three. He's not going to see the well, court. He's going to play some garbage in it. Well, I, I could talk Pistons forever because I'm a Boston Celtics fan, but the way the Pistons have gone, um, their their last five or six years from drafting Stanley Johnson to trying to play this Drummond Blake Griffith duo when the rest of the league is going to like three point shooting and spreading the team the defense out, the Pistons are going the total opposite. They're they're going but they're going through two players in Drummond and Griffith that are down low players with no three-point shooting around them. So, I mean, you're talking yeah. about the Detroit Lions being a problem. The Pistons, um, I don't know what the hell they're doing, guys. <laughs> nah, listen, yeah. Drummond's gone by the end of the year. I'm, I'm, I totally believe it. I think he doesn't stay in Detroit. He wants to get paid. And Blake Griffin will get injured at game 47 or so. He'll get hurt again, and that'll be the end of that. Yeah. I'm not too optimistic like about my system, but... Um, I, I like their draft he's a pick project. this year. Yeah, well, he's a project, but I, I really like him. How for I guess they picked him 13th, and everyone else was uh, projecting him to go like around 6 or 7. But I think that's the direction they need to go to, um, you know, more of a project instead of trying to get some, you know, college uh, senior um, or, or, or whatever. They, they just need to reset. Well, I, I, it's it's about I mean, time because Dan Van Gundy, ruined, in a way, he kind of ruined that team yeah, with what yeah. he wanted to do. He wanted to, re, he wanted to recreate the Orlando Magic of 2009. And just it wasn't going to happen. Like he just well, Andre Drummond was his was his uh, Dwight Howard, which I mean maybe they can uh, maybe they can bring back oh I don't know Bill Lambeer or you know, Joe Dumars or somebody <laughs> like that. Maybe they can maybe they can really reach back as I'm not to me Joe Johnson. I mean I just don't they can't find anybody better. Really, I mean there's not a younger guy that can do what he's going to do for the same amount of money. I mean, that, that seems hard to believe in this day and age. Uh, he's a partially guaranteed contract. So whatever That's they owe him, they'll pay him and they can cut him. Yeah. So, yeah but, I mean, they got, they got rid of Michael Beasley, which I think that was probably better. That was probably I didn't helpful. understand that, that signing anyway, signing but, Michael Beasley. But not to not to be an ogre or nothing, but this is turning into wide men can't jump, and this isn't wide men can't jump. So let's enough of the basketball talk. No. Yeah, let's uh, let's uh, let's get back to the let's hockey. Get back, let's get back to the hockey. Thanks for calling, Mike. We appreciate it. Um, Take maybe care, back Thursday, or, or you can always call Wednesday for for basketball. All right. All right. All right. So moving back All to right. the hockey. That was that was starting. We're starting to turn right. into uh, first take here pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know, I know. So, uh, anyway, okay, back to uh, back to okay. hockey, and no more and no more calls because that's just it's killing it. So uh, anyway, no. So uh, um, where where were we? Um, we were talking about uh, Central Division, Win- uh, Winnipeg. 
Winnipeg. Okay, so Winnipeg, they're in trouble. Um, they're missing their two of their better players, haven't signed yet. Um, they still got a pretty good team, but uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I like their goaltending. I don't know what's going to happen there. I, 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 they'll get them signed. I don't think it'll – excuse me. I don't think it'll go out too long. I think uh, Shovel Day, uh, he's shown in the past he's a very patient general manager. Uh, he had to deal with this with Truba for two two years, and then eventually got rid of him. So I think I, I he'll be don't, patient. He'll get a deal done. I don't see them having the trouble getting Connor. I see them having trouble getting Ronnie because I I firmly I, I like him I like him as a player, but I kind of think he's one of these guys who may think he's a little bit better than what he is. Well, I mean. If you look at his statistics, I mean, he scored 30 every year he's been in the league. I mean, those guys don't grow on trees. No, they don't. And I know but, uh, let's he's, let's he's examine that, that. Have a little closer look at that 30, though. 11 of them came in one well, month or whatever it was, 13 well, or however last, many. That's it was. last season, though. Right. Well, I mean, yes, he had a bad – he had a down year last year, and he should have – if anything, he should have taken a step forward and flirted with okay, it. So I think I, I, I agree. So then, as far as his contract goes, if they if they want a big one when they have a good year, do you have to take a smaller one when you have a bad year? I think with with Liney, I think the best route. I think the best route is uh, bridge deal. I think Connor, you can probably get a long term deal done. Seven mil annual average. I think that can get done pretty easily with a long term. But I think Line A, you probably do a bridge deal with Line A, and then you pay him later. And I mean, when you pay I him mean, later, on, you... I mean Kyle Connors is, is a thirty goal man too for the last two years, and more points than Patrick Line. Yeah, but he's listen. He doesn't strike fear into the opponents like Line A does. Remember Line A? You see that shot that Line A has, and he's oh, got I... one hell of a shot. I don't, like I don't that, argue that it, but, scares you. but but as far as like that arbitration goes, like let's say they can't make a deal, and it goes to and then they oh, bring then, in an arbitrator, and they bring in an arbitrator. Let's say that's going to be the argument. Well, right? I mean, of course, but I think at that point, if you're Winnipeg, you do what you did with Truba. You you trade him. You and at this point, you can you can really sell him to the highest bidder if you need to. Because if Line is available, everyone in the league they're gonna find ways to to, to fit him in. Anybody, their, their anybody cap. with a, with, a, with anybody with a centerman who's looking for a guy to pass the puck to is gonna want him, which is almost everybody. Yeah, yeah. I so. mean, Line A, Line A would pick your team. I mean, where Pretty would much. Line A be a good fit? I guess as long like there, yeah, as long well, as you can fit him under the cap, I guess. And other than that. Um, I mean, I think the only team that I wouldn't want to see him with, and more or less because they lack a centerman, is Montreal. Montreal does not have a true center iceman. Yeah, guy let's not, gonna, let's not even talk about that. The <laughs> Montreal Canadiens and their mess that they, as they continue to try to convince their fan base that they they're all that. Um, okay, so that's that's yeah. kind of Winnipeg. In a, that's kind of Winnipeg in a nutshell. Uh, Nashville. Right. Well, let's. Nashville, Nashville, uh, definitely like what they did. Um, they beefed up their center ice position. Uh, I like the signing of Duchesne. 
Um, I agree. He's not a true number one, but he's a 1A, 1B, kind of can flip him with Johansson. Yeah, doesn't and need to be there And you still got Turris in the three-hole. I, no, I also, and you still got Kyle Turris. And I, I have to say that they um, – and this, this may be an unpopular opinion, and especially up here in Canada – they got rid of P.K. Subban, who, what I th- which I think was – not because he's not a decent player. He just doesn't fit there. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it, what they traded for him. No, but, um, but just, like, just the fact that he's not there. He's, he's, a, like, he's the kind of guy he should be – I mean, he, he missed playing in the place he should play by a couple hundred miles because he should be playing in New York. Because that's his well, personality. Well, Montreal was a great spot for him too, but, you know, Montreal ate him up. I, I should, no, I shouldn't say that. More, it was more he clashed with management. Um, but here's well, the thing with Subban. Subban has his riverboat gambler tendencies because he is an, oh, yeah. an offensive defenseman. Yeah, yeah. But, no, no I mean, about that. and in Nashville, that doesn't, that doesn't slide in Nashville. But Nashville hey, yeah, he, doesn't, he didn't fit there. He just didn't. No, Nashville is a defense team. They've always been known for churning out defensemen and goalies. Well, the reason they got they could afford to get rid of Subban, too, is they've got Dante Fabro. Listen, well, and and they foil. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, they got got rid of Seth Jones. They didn't need him. They got rid of Seth Jones a couple of years ago for Johansson. And their defense was fine. Yeah, they kept the, the the best ones they still have, and they're a lot younger. Oh yeah, and they're not and they're not getting paid anywhere near what uh, Subban is getting paid. Yeah, as far and, as that, I knew. and that and that's as really as why they did it for a reason. I mean, they they traded Subban so they could sign Duchesne to make their center ice position well, better. And they've got to pay. Um, they've got to pay uh, Roman Yossi next year. He's gonna. I mean, exactly. they can't. He, so I mean, they, that money's got to come from somewhere. So. Um, yeah, I mean yeah. that's a big thing in, in hockey. A lot of, I mean, a lot of the trades are not necessarily because they hated the player, or you know, they, he wasn't any no. good. It's a lot of it is they don't no, no, I, or cap cap space because cap space is a commodity. Yeah, now. And honestly, too, I think you know Nashville loved them, but again, they wanted to address another issue, which was center ice, and they they needed killed them in the playoffs. They didn't have offense in the playoffs, and they addressed the issue. I still think they're going to trade uh, Torres because they've got Bonino there, who should be their third. Well, they've got to they've got to find somebody. They, they're to, paying a lot. Uh, yeah, they got to find somebody who's willing to take on semi-dead cap space there because he's not very good. Let's be honest. Oh, well, listen, he, and that's why I think Montreal would probably take him because he played for Julian at the world championships. He played really well over there. There's there's got to be a team out there that could take him and maybe he plays. And if they get something out of him for this season, fine. And if they don't, they buy, they buy him out and, and, or bury him in the minors. And, you know, there's probably a team. Yeah. I mean, he's 30 years old and he's getting $6 million for another uh, five seasons. I mean, he just doesn't put up the, he doesn't generate enough mm-hmm. to to get that anymore. You know, no, and honestly, too, like I said, he was he played a very strong two way game in in the World Championships in May. 
and remember his coach was Claude Julian. So, you know, if, if I'm if I'm Montreal, it's like I could probably get this guy for a seal. <laughs> I'm just, just saying agree. he would he would be. Yeah. I, I agree. He'd I be just, a good I'm fit agree. in Montreal because. What? I was just laughing Hello? because. Yeah, are you still there? Yeah, yeah, we're still there. Okay, I was just laughing because I remember when uh, the Montreal Papers, when the Montreal was really bad. But I think not last year, but the year before, and they spelt his name C L O D for Claude Julian, and I just about died. <laughs> oh, we got got to love Montreal. Oh, and this is funny. Well, I'm. Yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, I think it's the worst place in the league to play when things aren't going good. No, God, no. I mean. Patrick Waugh, Carey Price, you take your pick, man. Who, they, who haven't they uh, pissed off? Well, I mean, I mean they Carey ran, Price at one point was like, they ran a Stanley Cup goalie out of town because they were, their coach wanted to make a point and left them in for what I can't even remember eight of eleven goals or eleven or some ridiculous sum anyway in a <laughs> meaningless game just because he had to yep. show he had. Just because he had to show he had big boy pants on, and then he found out that Patrick Waugh's big boy pants were even bigger than his. <laughs> I'll never forget watching that on TV when he he looked at him, walked right by him to uh, I can't even remember the guy's the general manager at that time anyway, and said, "I'm never playing another epic yeah. game here." And the, the guy's face yeah. just went white, <laughs> like I'm done. And he and he wasn't kidding. Oh no. No, the, the sad part too is like Detroit is the team that forced them into Montreal, and guess what? He became their biggest headache. Haunted them in the in the Stanley Cup. Oh, wow. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hockey's a weird sport. Come circle, way. man. But but okay. Oh, so yeah. Nashville, well, Nashville, we like what they've done, and they're pretty much they're they're kind of set moving to on make, to our uh, Blues. Yeah, the Blues didn't do anything except they they picked up Pat Maroon, and that's pretty much all they did. Or they got rid of him. Or they got rid of him, I mean. And they didn't really pick up anybody. Yeah. No. I mean, uh, sure. they bring back the same team. I mean, they signed, uh, they, give, they give Bennington a little bit of money. Um, that's pretty pretty much it. They, they make uh, Chief the official head coach, which he was already. Um, I don't know. I don't see a repeat. Uh, no, me neither. I mean, they picked up uh, Pouliot, who has some potential from Vancouver, but nothing. Eh. Worth, you know, he, he not a, you know, he's not going to be an all-star or anything like that. No, he's but, a, in my opinion, he's a draft bust. He's a bust. Uh, I think Pouliot. he's playing in the wrong places. He, his, his, uh, he, you might be right, but I would th- they they expected way too much from him when he he was one of these guys who was going to come in and be Bobby Orr again. And defenseman, it just doesn't work yeah. like that. It just doesn't work no. like that. You, you can't – even the good ones, the very rarely do they do anything for the first year or two. It takes them a while to get no. used to the NHL game. It's just different. It doesn't matter what kind of a – No, I agree. I mean – In junior or anything. I mean, I remember – no, I agree. So I think the people just they're everywhere, like, when you well, get you defenseman, the, the, like, the money comes out and the hype is there and then, ex, you know, fan base expectations – and all of a sudden, yep. you know, they're in a pressure vice that they shouldn't be in. And and most of the time, too, they get drafted by franchises that suck. And, oh, well, we, you know, <laughs> we, we, 
we got well because they you know they they're a commodity so they usually get picked real high to bad teams yeah and then it's oh well I thought he was a really good defenseman we we still suck well yeah that's because we don't have any forwards or a goalie I mean what do you want him to do I mean the guy played pretty good but yeah. the team still sucked I mean yeah exactly well you know moving what? on to uh, Dallas. Oh, Dallas. They did a lot of uh, shaking they, and rattling. Yeah, been busy. You know, honestly, I think I think they I think they win the division this year. I think this is Dallas's year. They've got the goaltending, they've got the they've got the defense. Uh I love the addition of Pavelski. Um Yeah, that's a biggie. Perry I'm not, I'm not a prove it deal. Yeah, I'm not I'm not so crazy about the Corey Perry thing, but he might have something to prove. Uh, yeah, I think I think if you're Corey Perry, that you're right. It's a prove it deal. Um, I see him putting up at least twenty. Everybody hates everybody hates playing against him. Oh, I know he's, Corey Perry. The past he's a he's a rat bastard. That's what he says. He, he is. He's he's a he's a nasty son of a gun. I mean, I uh, used to play Anaheim in the playoffs. He used to get on nerves. And he's the kind of guy that oh. if you're going to get into the playoffs, he's the kind of guy you need on the roster. It's one of those guys who can go Absolutely. out there and go out there and grind, get under the other skins, other team's skin. Doesn't mind getting in some. Uh, you know, he's not a fighter or anything, but he doesn't mind uh, getting into the scrum and doing the face wash, and then sneaking out the other side and pissing off. You know, he's Brad Marchant, but a little smarter. Well, actually, a lot smarter. Yeah, but. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's his. Well, that's his game. Yeah, no, Corey. Uh, I like that addition. Uh, I think the the one I really want to see. Um, I want to see how Sakara fares with that I defense. Just, I was uh, just about to say, if he stays healthy, he's a good player yep. when he. If, and especially if they like in Edmonton, they wanted him to be a well, basically a number one there, and he's not. He's maybe a four. He's. Yeah, he's not a first pairing guy. So if they put him somewhere where the pressure and expectations aren't quite so high, he may prove to be – that might end up being a real steal. I think so, too. I think, you know, him being bought out, Dallas, it's no risk. It's a low-risk, high reward. You know, Jim Neal's a good general manager. He's got a very good eye for, for talent, so – you know, I'm I'm curious to see. I'm really excited to see how uh, they, how they Dallas should be, plays out this yeah, year. They should be much better. I, I don't think. Oh, like they were. They were always the team. I always kind of thought. You know, they're the one that everybody always talks about at the beginning of the year, and then by the end of the season, everybody goes, "Where are they? Like, what happened to them?" Yeah. They did okay. They did okay, but they never really seemed to get anywhere. But they may have the pieces now. Like, I'm not going to predict Stanley Cup or anything. But they should. Uh, no, I think they'll be good. I they think they'll be get, at least top three in their they, division. They should get out of the first round for a change, though. Would be my. Yeah. Idea. And then um, after that, you never know. After that, all bets are off at that point. Yeah. Well, we're moving on to Colorado. That's another team that I'm really excited to watch. And, I mean, I'm they were from a Detroit fan. They were, and they were busy too. They got rid of all kinds of guys. Nobody real big. Well, Tyson Berry. Is gone. Kerfoot is gone. Yeah, who, I think, who I think is a pretty good player, but they replaced him with some pretty good players too. So, oh yeah, I think getting Nazem Kadri, uh, you know, he was 
He was the third line center for Toronto last year. He had two seasons of 30 goals before last year. Um, he, I, my expectation is he's, he's going to return to that um, form of a 30 goal center, and he's playing the two hole in Colorado. You know, he's part of that top six now, so he'll well, get a chance also, to play with some pretty good players. Yeah, and he's also another guy that to play effectively. He needs to play with some sandpaper in the pocket, and he's oh, playing yeah. in a and he's playing in a place though where that stuff is not going to be under the microscope quite as much as it was in Toronto, where he might be. Oh, I agree. And he uh, he's I would like to think that he learned something from because he didn't want to leave Toronto. He didn't want to go. No, he didn't. So, the no, fact that he, he he tried to block that deal to Calgary too. So. Yeah. So the the fact that he is gone and he he could be like this is probably a ridiculous thing to say because he's a pretty good player, but if he doesn't float there, like let's say he doesn't learn the error of his ways and he doesn't uh, and he gets into trouble in Colorado too, he could be looking at the end of his career because nobody's going to take a shot at him. He's going to go okay. This is a guy who kills you at the most inopportune times or traditionally yeah. anyway, well, I, and, and we just can't have it on the roster, man. We just can't do it. So he, he's got no, something to prove. I, I agree so with you. I expect big things from yeah, him. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, um, you know, Kadri will add to that to that top six. Uh, the, the big thing with Colorado right now is they need to get Rantman signed. You know, he's he's a guy that's going to be your sniper. I mean, yeah, I'm not sure to get him to camp as soon as possible. What the problem is there because they've got the. I think they're just they're waiting to see how the Marner money falls because he's got they've got uh, the yeah. money. They've got lots of cap oh, yeah. and signing them is not a problem. So I'm gonna guess it's yeah. uh, a matter of uh, term and you know well the you know the usual things term and and how much. But uh, I kind of like. Yeah. Um, I kind of like that they signed uh, Donskoy. I, I'm not sure why, but it just strikes me as they could use that kind of player. Yeah, Don, Donskoy, I think he's he's a very solid guy. He'll play. He can play in your third or your second line. He's pretty good. No problem with Kadri. I, mean, oh, yeah, he's I a just two way player. Yeah, they've they've got a. That's always been my kind of my beef with Colorado is they is all offense. You know, they didn't really. Yeah really look after their own end very well and now they've well, got a little more I mean because Cadre's a pretty responsible defensive player too um, oh yeah so, well I think the one thing I'm very excited about with Colorado is um, I really am looking forward to their defense how that's going to shape up in the future I mean you get Ottawa's pick and you get Bowen Byram you already have Cal McCarr I mean, that defense is going to be good for years to come. I mean, I still laugh about it because of Ottawa, but still. The Ottawa Senators. Oh, God. <laughs> what a mess. God bless them. Yeah, what a mess. That's, yeah, a, that's a Canadian treasure right there. Oh, that – that I, I have to believe, going off on a bit of a tangent, I have to believe that, the, that there are owners in the NHL that wish that Eugene Melnick would just die. Listen, if the, if the NBA can force out Donald Sterling, I'm sure the NHL could probably force out Eugene Milnick. That man is so universally hated by his fans. And well, probably and he, he has country of Canada. Zero, 
He has Ridiculous. zero interest in putting a winner out there. None at all. No. And, and he goes on, like, I guess it was, well, it was last year where he does that epically bizarre press conference with um, – uh, was one of the players. I can't even remember. Uh, was it, I think it was Ben Harper, actually, that came out. Uh, or it was, was uh, Yes, it was Borieski, yeah. And it was just like, what did he just say? And, oh, we're going to spend – well, next year and in the years beyond, we're going to spend towards the cap. Um, yeah. Okay, but you didn't you didn't tell us that was going to be by uh, signing signing guys and putting them on LTIR. <laughs> that's not that's not. Uh, I mean, what, you fool. Aren't they still paying like Marion Gabrick to stay at home? They have. They've got Ryan Callahan, Gabrick, and Clark MacArthur all on on injured yeah, reserve. Man. They're still paying Clark money for the, a sad story. Yeah, they're I, paying I'm money for the young enough buyout. Well, he got home. He <laughs> got home. Uh, and they're paying for another four years on him. Oof. He's costing them. He's costing them seven hundred million this year, and next year it's a whopping one point three. For a guy who's not going to be in the league, even like, how did they get hauled into that? What were they doing? Good on good on Toronto for getting being able to dump for enough full cap hit. I mean, seven million dollars to leave Toronto. That was beautiful by Toronto. Yeah, that was a move. I mean, mean, it was great. I mean, I I think the Ottawa. He must be getting money from all over the place because he's been bought out. Or is that that might be the, is that their share from retained money or something maybe? I'm yeah, sure what, he got traded to LA and LA just bought him out. Let's see. So they, they retained salary. Because he's a nobody wants him now. Um, uh, honestly, if I'm. He was never really good when he left Calgary. Calgary. No, and I honestly think he should go play in Calgary. They're looking for a defenseman. Well, they signed uh, well as a third-pairing guy. They signed what's his name for cheap? Uh, Stone. Stone. After they bought him out, I don't think they could do that. I don't even think they could do that. You buy him no. out and re-sign him. I didn't think you could either, but I saw they re-signed him. I, Let's have a look at that. Well, they're, they're, they must be able to, or they wouldn't have done it. I mean, they wouldn't have, the contract wouldn't no. have went through. Uh, Matthew Stone. Well, what's this? Or Michael Stone, sorry, not Matthew. What's the scoop with him here? Uh, da, 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 da. I'm sorry, well, I no, kind of getting no, back to Colorado. Yeah, they, they shipped him. No, no, this contract was bought out by Calgary on August 1st, 2019. How do, how, how do you buy somebody out August 1st and then sign them September the 10th or 11th or whatever it was? Yeah, like a month later. I don't know. I, I mean, the NHL right? probably be going through that. I, I don't – well, like I said, the, he, they couldn't have done it. I mean, the contract would have never – I mean, they wouldn't have allowed it, and people, the teams would be screaming blue murder. 
I, I don't. I mean, look, they still got the cap hit too from the buyout, so I don't work. Maybe if he maybe oh. if he clear maybe if he went through some kind of waiver process or there's some kind of list or something, and if nobody wants him, because man, you would think if you could do that, teams would be doing it left and right. Oh, of course. Really? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's. I mean, if that's not cab circumvention, I don't know what is. Uh, well, I mean, it, I mean, it's Michael Stone. He's a right, but they were, third I mean, pair they, were to, they were supposed to be paying him three point five million dollars this year. I mean, they saved yeah. two point. They saved two point eight million against the cap. Well, that that's got to. I mean, I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, crazy! Look yeah. NHL. I mean, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I mean, kind of getting, kind of getting back to Colorado. There's a few guys that they did pick up that I just noticed uh, they picked up Burakovsky and uh, Nachushkin. Um, two big bodies, and they'll definitely be playing on the second or third line. Um, Burakovsky probably playing on the third line on the second line with uh, Kadri for sure. Um, Nachushkin, I think he. He kind of was spent in Dallas. I think he needs to prove it a little bit. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him yeah. play with McKinnon. Well, possibly. Just he can keep up at least. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he's a he's big body. Good, I would have loved to see him. Wheels, though. He's a good skater. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen him in Pittsburgh playing with Malkin. Big body. You know, there's also the Russian yeah, back there. No argument there. Um, I think too for Colorado they they were um, was it this year or last year where they were hit with so many injuries and couldn't and didn't have anybody like they've made a few moves too that they got they got something on the, the year before. yeah but they got something they, they yeah, made no. sure they got some guys to bring up now you know they, that are they oh, not yeah. relying on AHL nothings because like, there's some half decent players yeah. here that obviously are not gonna. Or at least guys with, you know, like even Bellamar from Vegas. I mean, okay, he's not the greatest player yeah. in the world or anything, but he's at least an NHL player. You know, he can. No, he's you know, a good bring, fourth line center. He's a yeah. You know, he's if you're going to bring him up for defensive games center. Somebody gets hurt and you need a guy, or somebody's not working out. You've at least got a body to plug in there, and you're not going. Uh, you're not doing Edmonton Oilers. Not to pick on the Oilers, but. Where they look down at the, they look down at not so much last year, but the year before, they'd look down at Bakersfield and go, "We got nothing." Yeah, we can't. Yeah. Even, no, I. We I can't agree. Even, yeah, you know, we can't even send this guy down because we got nobody to bring up. Yeah. Uh, let's move well, to your uh, favorite teams. Uh, Chicago, huh? Ooh. The Blackhawks. Who I know you. Yeah. I know you love who have got the, brought back Andrew Shaw. Uh, uh, I think yeah. they, I think they've made a vast improvement in the net. Possibly, if Leonard can keep his, uh, can keep uh, well, for lack of a well, no, to be honest, if he can keep his mental health where it was last year. Um, well, absolutely. I, I think Leonard. I can't Leonard, believe the Islanders Leonard's let him player. go. I can't believe the Islanders yeah, let I, him go. Yeah, I. That's still bad for me. I mean, they went and signed Varlamov, and Varlamov to me hasn't been a good goalie in five years. Um, no. I'm not. A, I've never been a fan of Varlamov. I, I always looked at him as a solid one B goalie, but never like a true starter. Well, maybe, uh, 
That uh, that signing made me think that Mike Milbury was still the general manager in New York. <laughs> no, I agree. But you, you got to trust the Lou Lamorello. He, he is a solid GM. So we'll see he is, how he does. He but never, he, goaltending is not his forte because he always had Martin Brodeur. He never had to worry about goalies. It's true. I'm not well, sure that, I mean, he, that his goalie talent spotting is – well, look at their two goaltenders. Like, if when I see that, uh, I mean, there's no way Greece is going to have the year he had last year. It's not going to happen. No. So, well, now you've, well, you've got you'll, him in Parliament. I, I, highly unlikely, yeah. anyway. Let's put it that way. And no. they got nobody. They got no. I mean, they got a young guy from uh, – I'm not even sure where he's from. But he's only 19. I mean, you're not you're not about to throw him into the fire. So who they got nobody else. Their farm goalies are all nobodies. I mean, their prospect is too young to. Well, at least I'd like to think that he's too young to throw into that mess. But mind yeah. you, the Islanders they were better last year. They they were they got over. I think you know this is a crazy thing to say, but I think probably getting rid of Tavares might have helped that team in a weird way because they stopped relying on him for everything and other guys yeah other guys got their act together and found out that you know there's some pretty good hockey players there and that they I mean on paper they miss him but I don't really they didn't statistically they didn't miss him no and they and they went farther in the playoffs without him well, but I mean ho- hockey's of, a team game it's a team game man you can't one guy doesn't it get is. it done no, I agree. Yeah, if that was the case, the Edmonton Oilers would win the Stanley Cup every year. <laughs> yeah. Well, right in the back of Connor McJesus. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, don't get me started. Well, we'll, talk about, we'll, talk about that. we'll talk about that when we get to rant about the Oilers. So the, Bla- the Blackhawks yeah, are looking Yeah, well, I mean. The Blackhawks are looking good. Yeah, I like, I, yeah, I like their defense. I like what they did. Um they need they got, more uh, guys other than Seabrook and Keith. Yeah, they got Mer, um, Mata and Dahan. Yeah, so they two. got a couple of decent players. Uh, even Philip Holm is is a half decent. Like he's not going to dazzle oh, you yeah. or anything like that, but but he can he'll function out there, and that's what they need. Their their defense was too old and too slow. Oh Good yeah, Lord. Well, Gustafson too. Eric, uh, Eric Gustafson, who was a nice surprise for them last year. You know, it, mind you, former Oilers pick. I should add that in there. That's probably, uh, why, he, you know, that's probably why he blossomed, because he was got out of Edmonton. <laughs> well, I mean, he's he's solid for them, too. So, I think Chicago will have a good bounce back here. I think they'll be a wild card team. Um, yeah, you know, and just they got a, they got provided that the Brinkett. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna. I mean, have you gotta have Debrinket and Strom step up, big time. Um, Strom's supposed to be your second line center. Uh, they're old. Well, they're not old really, but they've been in the league forever. Uh, Kane and Taze have got to. They've got to get their. Uh, not just the stats. They've got to start playing like like last year. They looked like maybe they didn't really care all that much. No. I mean, you know, at some point, you just, they're not invigorated. Sometimes you've got to, yeah, sometimes you've got to hit the bottom again to remember why you play and that losing sucks. <laughs> well, certainly, yeah. winning is, certainly winning is much better anyway. And, uh, Absolutely. I think you'll see that with Chicago. Um, 
I just don't think it's going to be coming this this season. I think no, the best case scenario for them is wildcard team. Do you um, see them uh, if they if they do let's say half decent this year, but there's not a great improvement? Do they move those two guys next year if they can? Um, I think we'll see. I think with Stan Bowman in charge, I think probably not because the mandate or, for Pop is or, win now, or, or at least maybe one of them just for the money. Because they're, I mean, they're both getting paid uh, another ten point five for four more years I for both if, of them. I think if. If one of them goes, I think Patrick Kane will go because they'll keep Taves. Taves is their their center. He's their captain. Uh, and plus Kane, even though he's the case, he'll fetch more back in a trade. Yeah, I was going to say, I would argue that Kane will probably get you more of a return than Taves would. Yeah, Taves will stay, but Kane will get you more in return. He'll be the guy out of Chicago. All right, um, so we're, 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 we're pretty – we're bullish on Chicago. They'll, they'll be better. Let's let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, um, getting to the dumpster fire that is Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, I don't. I I don't like Minnesota or what they've done. I, I really. No, don't. I think missing the playoffs. They made a nice um, signing in Bill Guerin as their GM. He'll definitely make that team better, but not this year. Um, they just signed Fiala yesterday. But they got okay, that, that, old yeah, team. They got they're yeah they're an old team and they're they're another one that they made the mistake of relying on when they back when they traded for um, just see this is how much I, that, that it matters because I can't even remember their names. Uh, they got they picked them um, both Zach up. Breezy and Ryan Suter. Right, they picked them both up in the same year, and that was going to be their their big turning point, and it never happened, and. They're still paying. I mean, those salaries now don't look that bad, except that they're paying them until 2024. Um, yeah. Zach Parise so is 35. He's 35 years old, and he's under contract for another six years. Yeah, well, same, with, uh, same with Ryan Suter. Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah. they're looking they're, at buyouts, something. Uh, I mean, they sign, it's a – they signed Matt Zuccarello for five more years. He's thirty-two. Like this is what this is the yeah. These are the things that teams now aren't doing, and the, but Minnesota did yeah. for some strange reason. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, look, you you don't have a you don't have a number one center coming up. Your number one center is an old Eric Stahl. I mean, they don't. There's no there's no silver lining in Minnesota right now. I think no, with Minnesota, gonna, they need to. Pay, they, and they need to I'm not, this year. Yeah, they got to pick up some. They got to go. I mean, because when you look at their 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 uh, non roster players, they haven't got much. They no, they're pretty bare. It's pretty bare there, and and even a lot of the guys they do have, like when you start looking at how old they are, you know, when their prospect pool are, you know, they've or not their prospect pool, but their non roster pool, and the guys are in their mid to late twenties. That's telling you something about. Uh, I don't know who's doing the drafting in Minnesota, but somebody needs to uh, uh, get their act. I mean, that that would be one of the things they do have going for them, though. They still have almost every yeah. draft pick. They have. They didn't give up any yeah. first rounders or any of that stuff. So they could maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe they could deal one of those guys and and pick up another 
I mean, that might, well, I don't know if you get a first rounder for those guys anymore. Maybe from the right, from no. the right team. I mean, it depend, depending on which team is desperate enough. But I think uh, so I, best case yeah. scenario for Minnesota, they need to tank. Number one yeah, overall pick I mean, next year. Well, they've, got the roster for it. they've got the roster for it, man. They they are old by hockey standards. Oh I mean, yeah, they don't I mean, have, they they don't have a, a, the Red Wings from the from the two yeah. thousands. I mean, their youngest defenseman is twenty five. Yeah, I mean, he's he's not old, but I mean, they thirty four, thirty one, then all two twenty niners. Uh, their forwards, I mean, they've got one, two, three, four. Five guys that are 30 or over, and three of them are getting well, actually, four of them are getting pretty good money. I mean, they've got what 13, 14, 19, 20, they got 24 million poured into those 30 year olds. Uh, this is yeah, not, a recipe, not a recipe for success. <laughs> no, no, and I, and yeah, I just don't it, think, like I said, Minnesota is going to be where they were last year, bottom of their division. And fighting for that number one overall pick. Uh, I agree. And so, there's not much more to say so about we'll that. Uh, All right. What Pacific is, Division. Let's, we got half let's hour move on to the Pacific Division. We got, we got half hour. We'll, we'll fit it all in yet. Um, Calgary. Okay. All right. Well, um, well, we just talked about it. They re-signed uh, Michael Stone. Um, they've got Tobias Ryder on a PTO. Coming in, mm-hmm. they got Cam got Talbot, so we'll see. We'll um, see how they got. Uh, well, they trade for Lucic, so I guess that's their big addition. Cam Talbot as a backup is fine. He was fine in New York when he only had to play like twenty games. He's not yeah. starting. Um, he's, not, I, he's not a starter. No, he just isn't. No, he's not. I agree. So they're. I agree. They're, I think. Uh, so they're resting on uh, what's his name there. Uh, uh, Starts with an R. Rinich. 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 Yeah, I mean, if if he plays well, Calgary will be fine. If he doesn't, they're in big trouble. Oh, yeah. Um, As far as Calgary goes, I mean, you've got Johnny Hockey. Still, I mean, he's going to be a threat. He's going to probably score 30 again. And they got to sign sign Kachuk yet, which they haven't done. Yeah, they will. I mean, Kachuk will get done soon enough. They won't let it drag out in Calgary. Uh, I think he, he's another guy, though. He's, he's probably waiting to see you know the Marner money. Well, yeah, that's all depending on Mitch Marner. But I think uh, the D in Calgary is pretty solid. You know, you've got Hamannick, Hannafin. Uh, they got McDonald coming in on PTO. I guess they're then Brody as your as your second pairing guy. Yeah, I've always but liked I think what they. I, I never mind. I always thought yeah. he was pretty solid. Uh, I think what yeah. I'm, I'm wanting to see, I want to see Shillington uh, kind of step up a little bit. Uh, uh, Oliver Shillington, he was a draft pick a couple of years ago, you know, highly touted. But I want to see him kind of take a step forward this year and claim one of those spots because it would help their it would help their third pairing immensely. I mean, if you got a guy like Andrew McDonald that's Fighting for a spot in your third pair, you got problems. Well, and that I mean, tells you Andrew McDonald is not good. Yeah, and they're but they're another team where if you look at you know depth wise, uh, prospect wise, not not a lot going on there that jumps out at you. 
Yeah. Which is why, which is why they've got a few guys that are kind of like they've got some really good players, but then they've got a few guys that are just like that's the best guy you can, you know, like that they're signing. Yeah. Like a, you know, that they're re-signing Stone for defense. Well, they don't have a young guy that they could pay seven hundred grand to that could do that spot. Exactly, which is why I would rather have like Oliver Shillington be that guy to step up. I would rather see their prospects get right. on the pairing. Yeah, you gotta, especially like I mean, I'm just looking at their their non-roster defensemen. Um, I mean, none of them are like they got no 18 or 19 year olds. They're you know 22, 23, 24. Okay, well if those guys aren't. Yeah. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're not quite ready. But maybe it's time for them to play in the NHL at least if they are. Guys that are, you know, of course. you don't, yeah, you know, you don't throw him out there in the first two pairs, but you, you throw him out there on the third pair and get him when he's, uh, you know, you put him on the ice when the faceoffs in the other team's end, and you know, put him in situations where he can learn and and not fail quite so much, and you end up getting a defenseman out there instead of, you know, like they do in the like we've talked about in the poorer teams where they draft a 19 year old and throw him out there and against the team's number one line and wonder why he doesn't do well. Well. You know, he's just not equipped yet. Exactly. Well, I think Calgary will have a decent season, but I don't I don't see them winning the division. Uh, and that kind of leads me into the team I think will win that division. And quite frankly, I think we'll, we'll be playing in the conference finals. It's the San Jose Sharks. Solid team up and down. Defense is great. You know, I think they, to me, they're one of the teams to beat in the Western Conference. Uh, I love their depth. You know, you know their top four is is great. You got Burns, Vlasic, and Eric Carlson, and Brandon Dillon as your top four, and I think that's probably the best top four that in the league. I mean, the only other team that would rival it is probably Nashville. Except there's, except that I would argue there's not a lot of defense in that top four. There's <laughs> yeah, a lot of offense enough. in that. There's a lot of offense in that top four, but. Mind you, as good as they are, it's they don't. True. Really, when you got the puck, you don't really. They don't play defense that much. So. Well, plus, they're they're a team. They've they've suffered a lot of playoff heartbreak. So I think there's that motivating factor, and this is. I think this is it for Joe Thornton. I think this is his last year. Yeah, so their so. their main their mo is one for do, Joe. I don't I I don't dislike their team, but I they got rid of a few like we talked about. They got rid of Donskoy, who I think was a good player. Uh, I think Gus Nyquist was a good player, and they got rid of him. And uh, Pavelski, oh, yeah. they're gonna miss, they're gonna miss Pavelski big time. Um, I I can agree with you there. I think they will definitely miss Pavelski, but more so in the playoffs than anything. And did they have Pavelski a, was very. Did they have a new coach? No, no, the DeBoer is still their their head coach. Oh right. Now who am I who am I thinking? Oh no, it's LA who's got a new coach. That's, uh, yeah, LA LA is uh McClellan so, in there, but LA yeah. Yeah. There, there. Uh, But yeah, yeah I, we'll get to them in a minute. <laughs> yeah, well I I honestly feel San Jose is my, my pick for the I, for making it to the conference finals. I really do believe uh San Jose can do it. I think they can go all the way. I think if I'm if I'm looking at it now, I think it will be San Jose Dallas in the Western Conference Finals. I like. I the really Sharks, do. I think those are two. They, I don't know if got the horses to push it over the line or not. I don't know. No, the only, 
the only thing I have, I would say the Sharks need to improve on is their goaltending. Uh, they need to get a goalie, and I think this will be the year that Jimmy Howard gets traded, and he'll be going to the Sharks trade deadline. Yeah, I'm not a. I mean, Make Aaron sure. Dell. Aaron Dell is only a backup, and he's a he's a good enough backup, but he's only a backup. And I'm not sold. I'm like you. I'm not sold on Martin Jones. Nope, nope. Martin Jones had a few decent seasons. He has but moments. I, but he has moments. <laughs> if you know what yeah. I'm saying, like he's he's good, and then he, know, he turns and does something else, and it's just like, dude. But nine. I mean, they kind of they're sort of stuck with them. I mean, they 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 give him a pretty good contract for a goalie, and I mean, they must like him. Well, but, it, I still think, like, when you get a guy like Jimmy Howard, I mean, he's an older guy, but, you know, he played really well on a horrible Red Wings team last year. Well, let's – I mean, he okay, kept yeah, let, let me, let me throw, Right, let me throw this out there. Because you're starting to see it in other sports a lot. And we don't really see it in hockey much. Uh, now, let's say you're, you're Jimmy Howard and you're you, – you, you're of the opinion that you are where there's probably a pretty good chance – I'm going to get moved um, come trade deadline time. Uh, do you think that any teams will start going with load management with those kind of guys? Okay, he's an older player, but still got a little left in the tank and a lot of experience that we don't play well, him a thousand games before we try to trade him so that we can say to another team, hey, look, you know, he's played, he's enough that he's, you know, he isn't rusty, but we didn't wear him out during the season either, so he can he can handle the playoff run if you get into one. Uh, I think... Um, or is hockey just different I in think that the, aspect? I think it depends on the position, honestly. I mean, with goalies, you know, you kind of get that load management because you've got your starters and you... I mean, they've been doing it with Tuka Rask. I mean, it's funny you did bring that up. They... That's why they went and signed Halak, because Tuka Rask was playing like 50-something games a year. And it worked. And Halak had given that rest. Yeah, I mean, and he never saw – Yeah. Halak so, never saw the ice in the playoffs. No, and the, – but, the, but they didn't I mean, need him to either. <laughs> no. So, I mean, I guess in a way you're kind of starting to see it, but it's more with the goalies than anything. Mind you, goalies are also – forwards, though. Yeah, forwards are different, but goalies are weird – like a lot of them like to see, or at least they say they like to work more than less. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're so, not going to see like, you're not going to see goalies being started 70 games like they did with Glenn Hall back in the day. You're not well, going to see that anymore. I, well, you'd be foolish to do that because most, most teams are paying the backup a fair, you know, the days of the $700,000 backup are, there's not many of them left. Oh, I I mean, know. Most, backup, most backup goalies are getting paid, you know, not huge money, but they're getting decent money compared to what they used to get. Uh, really, but anyway, at least getting a million dollars a year. But. Yeah. So Sharks, Sharks are looking good. Vegas. Vegas. Um, like them. Um, always a threat. Um, but again, still do not have that star player that, you know, didn't, you can say that is their, yeah, that is didn't their threat. Do, didn't do anything. To make themselves any better, anyway. No, but uh, they'll still be there. I mean, 
I'd rather them go out and get a star player. They were trying to get Carlson for a minute, but again, Vegas, Vegas will surprise us. I think they'll be that team that they'll be good, but then everyone will just knock them off. They'll be like, oh, well, like, come on, man. They, they, well they lost. Uh, I mean, they gave up David Clarkson. I mean, how are they going to win? <laughs> yeah, I know, man. What a loss. That, what a loss David Clarkson was. That powerhouse David Clarkson. God, what a contract that turned out to be. Um, I mean, Vegas, I mean, they do get uh, – it's a tough building to play in by all accounts. Yeah. You've got a, got an awesome fan base, which is always helpful. Oh, uh, yeah, no, and, I'm, I'm very I'm very respectful of that fan base, man. And, that is, that is, and a lot a of guys – Yeah, but I, I'm surprised more guys don't want to go there because by all accounts, it's a great place to play. I don't know if oh, it's yeah. the Vegas I mean, I'm, thing from a family standpoint, maybe, that guys don't want to go there. Weather's nice. I don't know. I mean, I mean, you got Mark Stone that signed a contract with them, an extension with Vegas. So you know he he's staying there. They're paying him nine and a half a year. So yeah, I think he because, likes it. He's their guy. I mean, no knock on Ottawa, but where the hell would you rather play? <laughs> I mean, fair enough. I mean, fair enough. Like, I mean, and I'm not a even really bad team. And I'll yeah, and I'll throw out the fact. I'll throw out ownership and the and the bad team. You're going to play in Ottawa, smaller city. You know, not a horrible place, nice place and everything, but smaller city, um, cold for half the year, If you're particularly if you're not from Canada, and that sort of thing matters to you, which it does to some guys. Um, you know, when you'd, yeah. rather be somewhere, you'd rather be somewhere warm where the weather's nice and, you know, you're outside in the pool with the family and all that kind of stuff, or you're shoveling snow on your day off. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think he'll thrive there. Yeah. Vegas, Vegas will be uh, be in the mix somewhere. I don't know how good they are yeah, or how no, bad they are, but they'll be there someplace. Nah, they'll they'll be there. Arizona, my uh, my dark horse team in the Western. Yeah, Conference, this is, I think I think this is the sleeper team for just about everybody in the league. That everybody's waiting to see how these guys, whether that franchise can finally get somewhere. Yeah, well, I mean, you you bring on Phil the Thrill, you know, to inject some offense well, they, to the team. That's they got of rid it. of uh, they got rid of the one guy who I think is a te- who was turned into a team killer, and that's Galchenyuk. Oh, Galchenyuk, yeah, yeah all hype, but just has well, never panned out for whatever reasons. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how he does in Pittsburgh. Um, but well, you know, if he doesn't do well, if he doesn't do well there, then we know. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, then, well, then I mean, we know. Same with Arizona. Yeah, I mean, well, I love their goaltending, but I think as you as we talked about before, you know, their goaltending they need to have Ranta healthy. If Ranta is healthy, they can they can make a run. They can at least win one round. Well, if he I if he plays that team that good, is overlooked. if he plays as good this year with the team they have now as he did last year at the end of the season, they got a shot. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I think you know you've got a very solid defense core. The playoffs, yeah, the playoffs are not Larson. And and let's no, be honest, and they that, came that, close to it last year. That division is. You know they're 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 uh, I would say right now they're the fourth best team in the division already because they're better than the teams Absolutely. we have. I mean, 
that we haven't talked about yet. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Um, well, I mean, well, I mean, I guess we're, I guess we're kind of pressed for time. We can kind of move fast with Vancouver and the rest of the four teams in the division. Yeah, okay. Well, let's, let's, yeah, we won't, take, but it's not going to take much to go through. Uh, I mean, Vancouver's, well, they're Vancouver. I, I don't know what to. They're <laughs> stuck in. They're stuck but, in mediocrity yet again for some. Well, they're there's yeah, they're Vancouver and they won't do anything big. Anaheim can't decide whether it's a rebuilder or uh, a playoff team. They're trying to get uh, Justin Falk. You know, I I don't like Anaheim. I don't see them as a, yeah. as a threat. If they make the playoffs, they'll get eliminated. I don't I don't see it much out of Anaheim. And then you've got. Your your favorite hockey team, the Edmonton Oilers. God, you know, God, you know, they made it. They finally made one competent decision by by they stacking did, Peter Sorelli. Yeah, but they got Ken they, Holland. He's got them, well, with another. Yeah, but there's people like in Edmonton. They're just tickled pink by that move, and I'm sitting there going, "You wanted to get rid of it. I mean, you didn't get one of your old boys, but you got another old boy." who buried the Red Wings yeah. in cap hell and you're in cap exactly. hell. What makes you think that this guy's going to be the guy who, yeah, he's probably a better hockey mind. Well, not probably. He is a better hockey mind than Peter Sorelli, but I don't know that you can fix this mess. It's certainly not going to do it in a year. That's for sure. No. And that's the thing. Pool good is gone from that team. I mean, he's well, Edmonton fans, if he, if he does well in Finland, they'll be at least be able to trade him for something. And if he does yeah. poorly, they're not going to want him back. So he's gone from their roster regardless. Exactly. And just, I mean, just looking at that team as a whole, aside from McDavid, Dreisaitl, and, Hot, and if he makes the team, Kyler Yamamoto, you really yeah, he's don't have anybody. He's not going to make Well, let's put it this way. I mean, I, because I'm just the closest team to where I live, so I get all that coverage. When you're excited about signing Thomas Yurko, like that is a big was a big or or Marcus Granlund, that that oh man, this is gonna this is this and I'm not knocking either of those two players, but that that I mean, but they're all everybody they signed, even James Neal, is probably really only best suited. Maybe he's a second line winger, maybe, but not on a good team. I mean, he isn't. Um, not yeah. anymore. And the rest of those guys are all bottom six guys. So your team is going to be. You've already got the best. Well, arguably two of the best players in the game, and you're garbage. So how is how is bringing in bottom six guys going to change anything? It's not. No, but that's. That's Ken Holland in a nutshell. Like Ken Holland will bring in bottom six guys because he's trying to recreate what he did with Dan Cleary. Dan Cleary was a first round bust, came into Red Wings camp, got a contract, played with Pavel Datsuk and Henrik Zetterberg, and you know, oh my God, he's a twenty goal guy. Dan Cleary at his best was a third line, second fringe second line guy. Not taking anything away from Dan Cleary, he was a good Red Wing, but you know. He is what he was. He played. He was a player yeah, playing with Datsuk and Zetterberg. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm a Toronto Maple Leaf fan. I loved Wendell Clark, but he was Wendell Clark. He wasn't. 
And he was a good player, but he wasn't a great player. And they always tried to make him into a great or put him in great player positions, and he, he couldn't deliver because he's just he wasn't that guy. Exactly. You know, well, and, I mean, and that's, we'll, that's we'll see Edmonton. how Edmonton fares this year. Edmonton will do Quite exactly honestly. what they did last year. They will tantalize with streaks where they win two or three games and everybody thinks, okay, we got it figured out. And then they will go into the tank for seven and they will tease the eighth spot for the entire year. And in the last three weeks, they will blow it and be not be in the playoffs unless somebody in that team severely overachieves, which I would argue Leon Dreisaitl probably did last year where he had a career year. And I don't know, can you really expect him to put 50 in again this year? I don't think so, honestly. I think I mean, Dreisaitl, I, I, think, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that's asking a lot. And, and under Dave Tippett, they're not going to get the freewheel the way they have been. That His system is not no. designed that way. So that's going to be interesting in no. Edmonton. That's for, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, and that no. leaves my, my vote for what might be the worst team in the league. <laughs> the LA, the LA, LA Kings. Who, oh my God! Well, let's just uh, leave it at this. Well, let's just leave it at this. They need to trade. They need to trade everybody. their players now, and they need to rebuild. I think Rob Blake needs to face that music and just accept that this team needs to re- take, rebuild. Uh, be rebuilt. You take a, yeah, you take a guy like Drew Doughty, and you look at a team like Toronto, and you go, "Okay, we'll retain some salary. What will you give us for him?" You want them. You need them. Yeah. Well, he didn't want to go there and he's got a no move. So they're kind of, they're kind of screwed, but I mean, there again, like what are they doing signing a 29 year old defenseman to a seven year contract when he's for $11 million when he's got maybe, maybe two years left before he starts to go the other direction. Yeah, regardless, I mean, yeah, it's LA. It just makes no yeah, sense. Because look, this is what this is what Rob Blake is doing. He's repeating the same mistakes as Dean Lombardi. Dean Lombardi should have gotten rid of Mike Richards when he had the chance, and look what happened. Mike Richards is the player that we know he is. Doesn't he's do anything, and then he's got to buy him out. I'm wrong about that. He's actually on, he has an eight year deal. Oof. I mean. I mean, what in the hell are they? I mean, there again, like that's kind of okay. We're going to reward a guy who's been a good horse for us. We got what two cups with him, so we love him, and he's a great and he's a good player. He's maybe even arguably still a great player, but he isn't going to be two or three years from now. So what? You know, that's a there. There's a buyout. You're staring a buyout in the face, or or a, yeah, trying to trade him. But he has, like I said, he has a no trade, and who's going to want him in two or three years? Nobody. So, no, and I think the the time right now is to trade him to Toronto. I think if you don't get the Marner situation figured out, I think that's probably the route you go. You you try to trade Dowdy for Marner, but I mean, I mean, how do you if how you're do you feel Toronto, about you're asking for more? Yeah, how do you feel about them putting five years on Anze Kopitar at thirty two? Yeah, I mean that's that's still a lot for Kopitar. I mean Kopitar is a good player, but he's going to decline. I mean, even like Jonathan Taves right now. Yeah, I mean, I could, 
I couldn't believe that they're giving Kovalchuk six point two for two more years. Yeah. I mean, what, I mean, what? Man? I mean, Eli Kovalchuk was a great player about six years ago. He sure isn't now. He, um, I mean, yeah, he, he probably going to score fifteen twenty maybe. But so what? Kovalchuk I mean, needs to be out of L.A. He needs if Co- if you're going to put Kovalchuk anywhere, I think you probably put him back with you put him back on the Islanders or you put him back in New Jersey because I think those are teams that can use Kovalchuk. Um, just because he because the offense he brings, he would get he's going to get you twenty, no doubt about it. Kovalchuk still got that shot, but. He's an older player. You're not gonna, you're not gonna have the Cole check that was putting up 30, 30 goal seasons like it was nothing. Well, and, and Kovalchuk is what he is. He's an older player. And scaring the daylights out of opposition teams because he could skate pretty good, had a booming, you know, had a really good shot, all that stuff. He doesn't have all that anymore. You know, he's, no. I mean, he's a serviceable player still, I suppose, but. Age, age is not uh, is not a friend of his at this point. Um, no, you know, he's, he's getting up there, and in this day and age, you can't be wasting that kind of cap space on somebody who the return is limited now and moving forward is going to be. I mean, what do you figure he's going to have a resurgence at resurgence at thirty nine? Like no. Know. Mm. You know, like, I mean, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, so mm. I never would have signed him in the first place. No, I mean, I, I still never understood why LA did it. But like I said, well, they thought they were, LA's they were, mistake. I guess they were kind of hoping that maybe they would get a, you know, that he would have a bounce back or still have something left in the tank. I guess I don't really know, but. Uh, but then again, you know, there's only so many guys out there. You got to have somebody on the team. But I just don't paying them that kind of money. I just don't understand. Makes no sense to me at all. But we got six. We got six minutes left. So you got something you want to talk about for six minutes? Uh, we could just we could uh, talk about our two favorite teams, the Red Wings and the Maple Leafs. I mean, if you want to go first and kind of give your rundown of Toronto, or give my rundown of Detroit. Toronto, I don't. You know what? I don't really know. On paper, they look pretty good. Um, but Toronto has a way of. Uh, I I just don't know. The the culture there is so. Not so much with the team, but particularly the fan base, is just just waiting for failure. It just looks like it's happened so often that it's just like okay, eventually this has to fall through. And now it's the Marner thing. He's got the entire town totally pissed at a guy who, while I I don't agree with what he's doing, but I know why he's doing it, and it's his right to do it. I think he's crazy. But in the same breath, you know, in the same breath, it's it's his right to – you know, as one of the guys said, well, if if they offered you $11 in in June – They'll probably still offer you eleven million in October, so why not hold out and try to get whatever you can get if you're looking for more? 
But if you can't get it, well, then you, you sign at the last minute for 11. And, and that's still a win for you as far as the money goes. Um, I, yeah. like that they got, I like that they got Tyson Berry. Uh, I think Alexander Kerfoot's going to be a good player in Toronto too because he fits in as a, in a third-line capacity nicely. Um, I'm not so crazy about Cody Ceci because he doesn't play defense, but I'm not sure who does in Toronto. Um, <laughs> you know, there again, uh, they, they're still, they still have not, they thought they did it when they got Jake Muzzin, but they didn't. He's a, he's a, he's a good third pairing guy. They need, yeah. a stud, they need a stud defensive defenseman. I don't know who that is, but they need one. Morgan Riley's a great player. And he's not too bad defensively, but his game is offense and moving the puck. They need a guy who can oh, yeah. go down. They need a guy who can go out there and shut down a, a, a number one line every once in a while. And they don't have a guy like that. And that's going to be their no, week. That's going to be their week. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see how Toronto does it too, because they need they need to get somebody. I mean, if I was yeah, what, Toronto, I I. I not I I blow up LA's phone and see if see what it's going to cost to get Dowdy and if they can retain some cap. Yeah, Toronto reminds me a lot of the '80s Edmonton Oilers. When we can outscore you seven to four, we'll win games, and when we can't, we'll lose. Except they don't have quite yeah. as much firepower as the '80s Oilers, but but the, but it was basically there. We'll hope Grant Fear stops enough pucks, and in this case, Freddie Anderson. We'll hope he stops just enough that we can outscore you and win games. But that doesn't work in the playoffs very well. Not or at least not in no. the modern, not in the modern NHL. So that's well, I think if your Toronto game, game plan is don't play Boston. If your yeah, Toronto they, is they don't play Boston, to, they have got to figure out a way how to avoid Boston in the first round. I don't know how the hell you do it, <laughs> but that's a, that's a topic for another show because the that playoff system is just totally wretched. But that's a whole other story. Um, uh, so your Red Wings uh, last year, uh, not, last year not so great. Um, nope, and they're rebuilding, so you kind of nowhere, nowhere but you kind of want to. Um, you know, I'm just you're hoping that they have a they take a step forward this year. I'm not expecting playoffs from them, but if they make it, great. If not, great. Uh, I like the addition of Iserman. I think we needed to get rid of Ken Holland. Uh, great GM, but you know Holland not is getting anymore. Too stale. Yeah, not, no, not anymore. I mean, listen, when when you overpaid Jonathan Erickson, Trevor Daly, Darren Helm, uh, Justin Abdelkader, these are three big contracts that have put us into salary cap hell. But you know, you- thank God. Daily, Erickson are coming off the cap. That's seven million bucks coming off. Not to mention, got, we still have cap space. And in my opinion, you got no Your goaltending is wretched. Jimmy Howard, I like, but he's 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 not going forward. He's not the guy. And neither is Jonathan Bernier. No, that's just, that's just no. Ridiculous. Bernier, I, I didn't like the signing to begin with. Um, but I mean, we'll see. We'll see. He he wasn't good last year. He did not but have a good uh, year. No, he didn't. And uh, I mean, he's got you know, he's another guy with moments of of brilliance, which is okay if you're a backup. But yeah, won't won't, but won't no, get I it. Mean, done expectation wise, 
Well, expectation wise, I think um, Larkin's going to have a good year. Uh, I should probably call him Captain Larkin because it's just inevitable he's going to be your captain soon. Good, good player. But Larkin, I like him. Yeah, no, Larkin. Larkin, I think, will have a good year. Uh, I want Anthony Mantha. And if he cannot fight and stay healthy, <laughs> I think Mantha can get you 30. I think he can. I honestly oh. think Mantha can get you 30. Athanasiu, I, I still I love his speed, and I love that he really took a step forward this year. Um, I want to see him match his 30 that he put up last year. I really do. But I think realistically I see Athanasiu putting up 25. Uh, Mantha, he should put up 30. And it's like That's what I think. Mantha will put up 30 this year. This is his breakout year. It's going to be interesting. And there's a, you know, camps, camps open today. Um, by the weekend, the first cuts will be being made and the, already the rosters will be shaping up. And it's going to get interesting real fast because they don't play, I think, what, there's only three exhibition games this, or four maybe. There's not very many this year. They're they're at it like October fifth is October fifth is opening night. It's only two and a half weeks of preseason. It's not it's not that long, so we can get to the get to the meat of it this year. As I hate the preseason, it's boring. Yeah, well, shit that doesn't matter because none of it matters. Your team can go six and zero in the preseason. It makes no difference. None of the good guys are, or half of them don't play, or they don't play every night and. Blah blah blah. So it's it's more like a it's become it's a tryout camp really. It's not a they don't really use it to get the team gelled. They use it to evaluate talent. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, we'll we'll see how uh, how some of these guys perform in the preseason. You know, and it kind of gives you a way to look at your prospects how they play against NHL players and. Uh, the guy I'm really looking forward to seeing, uh, Joe Valeno. You know, um, I really am looking forward to seeing how he plays in the preseason. Uh, Zadina, Zadina, everybody's salivating at Philip Zadina to come play on Detroit this year, but I think the guy that they really should look at is Joe Valeno. Uh, the guy is going to be a stud. He is definitely going to well, be a stud. They've got a couple of good forwards, just like Toronto's got uh, two defensemen that they're hoping somehow can – um, make the. I mean, they probably aren't gonna this year, but they're kind of hoping that uh, what is it, Rasmus Sandin and Timothy Logren can can find uh, that they that they've progressed enough over last year that they can maybe at least plug one of them into the lineup because they're both nice uh, uh, Swedish boys who, as we well know, pr- produce some really great uh, defensemen. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, no further than Nicholas Lutstrom. I mean, they're they're just Toronto Toronto faithful are hoping one of these guys is the second coming of Boris Salming because God <laughs> could be using. Well, could we could sure use a player like that who sacrificed oh himself? I mean, he played one year in Detroit. You, I mean, and you saw him at his absolute worst, and he was still a gamer in Detroit even, and he was done at that point. He still was pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, he was. I mean, I remember back when he first came to Toronto and they had the Canada Cup and he played for Sweden and the Canadian guys tried to kill him, basically. And and he was just tough as nails. And he was just, he said during the interview, he says, oh, I know they don't like me. And I'm, you know, kind of, because he was kind of the first Swedish guy really to come over and make a, any impact. 
He said, I know they don't like me and they're trying to kill me, but I wouldn't give them the satisfaction. And besides, I'm way too tough anyway. And after that, I was like, okay, I love, I love this guy. And he was a total war horse, war horse for the Leafs. So can't say nothing bad about oh, him. Oh, yeah. But on that note, no, we're, uh, on that note we're, uh, we've done our two hours and change. So I guess we should wrap it up for, for today. Um, going forward, I guess we'll, we'll keep everybody posted on the, the Twitter and the uh, widemencantjump.com and Wide Men on Facebook. Although that group, you have to be, uh, you have to apply to join it because we get a little racy in there, and we try to keep the young people out of there so that they don't stumble across things they shouldn't. Uh, I'll update yeah. everybody on when the next show will be. It'll probably be Thursday, but that's depending on uh, Mark's schedule because he's a busy young man, and I am not a busy old man, so that can happen. That can happen whenever we get to it. But uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. It was great. Thanks for the guys who called in. Um, Thank you for having me on, Tim. I appreciate it. Yeah, anytime, man. And uh, stay on the line here for a minute because I need to get some info from you. And uh, we'll go from there. So everybody have a great day, and we'll see you next time.